Boozed and Confused is a comedy and weird topic podcast. Adult language may be used probably by me. While our episode topics may be educational in nature, we are not responsible if your children start dropping the F-bomb to their kindergarten class. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, you were just jumping Hello. in. We're, we're just, we're just, right in. We're just cannonball. Yeah, we accidentally took a week off. And it was a mental health we're check. We're sorry. Week. Yeah. We're fine. It was Don't enough of a mental sorry. health check that I didn't even write a, hey, we'll be back next week because oh. I did not have the energy to. <laughs> hey, no need to say sorry. Yeah. Well, we're back. We've got a spooky one for you because guess what? It's spooky season. It's spooky season, my friends. Um, this is Boozing Confused. I'm Carol Ann. I am uh, Line. Matt. You're Matt. Yes. Yes. And uh, yeah, this is our shit podcast. So go ahead, buckle on in. Uh, welcome to the ride. Keep all hands and feet inside the vehicle while we're moving and anything that you lose is not our fault we confiscate it we just take it <laughs> the producer just comes around and just puts her little finger in your pocket and yeah and she grabs, just, just grabs it and for anyone who's new here the producer is our one-year-old child so that's right yep that's right uh, before we get into it, a couple of housekeeping items that you probably already know, so you can go ahead and skip ahead for five skip seconds. Ahead? But can I skip ahead? No, you can't. Uh, but for legal purposes, I have to include this. Uh, the first, we're on all your favorite social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. And uh, if social media is not really your thing, uh, you could always send us an email at boostingconfusedpodcast at gmail.com. But usually the best way to get a hold of us is uh, Insta DMs or Twitter. Slide on DMs, in. DMs, yeah, either or. Um, or you can send a letter to our good friend, Tim Allen, and uh, he'll, he'll forward it to us. So... Oh, yeah. How's he doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm just kidding. We're not affiliated with Tim Allen. I think he's actually kind of a shit person, but I'm I'm not 100% sure. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, what is that? That's what, that's what he says. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Um, let's see the next one. If you like our shit pod and you tune in every week and you're like, oh, how can I help these guys? Um, we don't give out our address. We don't have a PO box for you to send us booze. So the next best thing that you could do is by, uh, leaving us a review and or subscribing and following wherever you get your podcasts. It's, um, super nice. And I can't remember if I mentioned this last time, but we actually have enough reviews on Spotify now to show up that we have like 4.9 star review on Spotify. That is inflated. I want to know who the fuck left a one star review just so I could read the comments. I think it was me. (laughs) I think I left the one star review. It's like two children at the dinner table. (laughs) But it's at school, so it's a lunch table. We think about you a lot. I hope they're still listening. (laughs) Hate listening. (laughs) Yeah. These guys are so stupid. Um. It does always uh, help for you to share our pod as well. So if your nan's in the nursing home and uh, maybe she's trying to figure out something to do on a Friday night because bingo's already booked up, uh, you just send our pod right along. 
Only if your nan has a foul potty mouth, though. And so. maybe some like memory loss. <laughs> just keep okay. sending her episode yeah. one and we'll Perfect. just inflate the crap out of our listens. Great. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> Love that for us. Uh, the last thing that I uh, think that we usually... Oh, wait, what are no, you no, drink- no, sorry. Wait, wait, What wait. are you drinking? If you leave us a review oh, yeah, and you that. take a screenshot of it and you send it to us, we'll send you a Boost and Confuse sticker for free. For free. For free. Wherever you are. Free. Free.com. It's free to you. It's not free to us, it but us it money. supports the U.S. Postal Service. Which is an important, integral service yeah, we need in it. our country. We need so. it. We need it still. How else will the IRS tell you that you're in trouble? <laughs> Because they won't call you and ask for Amazon gift cards. Yeah, no, they certainly do not. Um, All right, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? No, you. I'm drinking Kirkland's Finest Sangria with um, an apple and clementine uh, that I found in the fridge that are God knows how old. (laughs) It's weird you say that because I'm also drinking Kirkland Sangria with apples and like clementine cutie pieces cut up into it. Yeah. So it's Weird. really good. Enhancing, enhancing the fruit. Um, and yeah, the Kirkland Sangria is like a huge, I think it's like a liter. It's a full liter and it's like nine bucks. Can't go wrong with it. So highly recommend. It's one of my favorites to pick yeah, up. Yeah, we don't right have there. that much left. No, we don't. So you, we'll probably finish You and it all your today. friends really knocked that thing out, didn't you? Well, my you? friends, I have like four friends. Yeah, so. and two were over. Two of them were here. Two were over. <laughs> because we watched Hocus Pocus 2, which I thought was a great movie. So... Uh, if you hated Hocus Pocus too, don't at me. My uh, my brother, who I have one, um, said he fell asleep because he drank too much. He drank too much during the first one. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's amateur hour. No, I think it's a great move. Drinking games. Nothing better than having a you know you know a nice outdoor nap. Oh, that's nice. Nothing better. Well, speaking of outdoor naps, you know who else took an outdoor nap? Uh, wait. Um, oh, I I can go really dark with this. Who took an outdoor nap? Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, I thought you were gonna talk about like. Nope. Actually, nope. Not gonna. No, we're not it. gonna go there. I don't know not what you're saying, but there. we're not gonna go there. So, because it is spooky season, we're gonna start off with uh, one of my favorite places, which is the Stanley Hotel. It is a real place. It's We've in Colorado. Been there. Yeah, Estes Park, Colorado. It's beautiful. Gorgeous. Um, has a huge like whiskey bar. Uh, One of the best old fashions I've ever had in my life. Which says a lot because Matt is an old fashioned snob. So not in a bad way. It's just you know what you like. I, I know what I like and I, I like an old fashioned. They had um, bottles there that you could sample. That was like $400 a sample. For a sample. Yeah, like the bottle was like thousands and thousands yeah. of dollars. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, the hotel itself is also really cool. There's a haunted tour that you could do that talks about a lot of the stories that we are going to go over. Um, very neat. Had a great time. And uh, you can get like a nice little drink afterwards or before. Yeah. Calm your nerves. Yeah. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Yeah. All yeah. work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Yep. All work yep. and no yep. play I'm makes gonna, Jack gonna, a dull boy. I'm going to stop the pod here and just go ahead and publish. We can just send that. Just me saying that. For the rest of the episode. That's all I'm going to write. Yeah. Great. Good. Uh, so anyone who is a movie buff or like a Stephen King fan knows that the Stanley Hotel inspired the 1977 best-selling novel, The Shining. Um, fun fact that I just learned, that was, I think, Stephen King's third 
uh, published book ever. And it's like what broke him into the horror genre, which is pretty cool. Really? Oh, or like maybe cemented his name in the horror genre. So good for good for him. Really uh, got a banger out on like first couple tries there. Yeah, I mean, he only has a handful of books out anyway. So <laughs> glad <laughs> yeah, the one doesn't, hit. Doesn't come out with a new book like a every real, three weeks. He's a real one hit wonder. <laughs> Um, so what history and mysteries, uh, gave the Stanley hotel its reputation of one of the most haunted hotels in the world. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, how the Stanley hotel came to be because it is important. So it starts in 1903 with a man named Freeland Oscar Stanley. Freeland is not a name you hear very often. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Freeland. Um, so he was the Yankee steam-powered car inventor. So he has like a little bit of money. He's got that old money. Oh, yeah, a little bit of money. He's got that He's, old like, new money. Laying around. Um, so like many people in the early 1900s, he's stricken with tuberculosis. And uh, the treatment back then was fresh, dry air with tons of sunlight and a very hearty diet. Uh, so he follows in the footsteps of the uh, tuberculosis-stricken patients before him and uh, goes to the good old Rocky Mountains with his wife, Flora. Also a really pretty name. They did always recommend, just go get some fresh air. Oh, you got you the dingus. consumption? Go <laughs> go to the mountains. Go breathe some air. Oh, and now science is uh, complicated. Now let's put some robots in your yeah. lungs. <laughs> Um, so they first go to Denver, Colorado in March of 1903. And by June, his doctor's like, you know what? Why don't you head on up to Estes Park, uh, buy some overpriced fudge, get a sweatshirt for like $65 because you underpacked. Uh, so Stanley and Flora are like, wow, I'd love to spend $40 on mediocre fudge. And they then spend the rest of the summer in Estes Park. And wouldn't you know it, Stanley's health improved pretty dramatically. It was that fudge. It was that fudge. Uh, and, you know, just for uh, historical correction's sake, it was not uh, Stanley and Flora that bought a $65 sweatshirt because they underpacked. It was me when we went to Estes Park. So, uh, fun fact, the mountains are cold. <laughs> oh, laughing to hide the stupidity. Um, so, during their time in Estes Park, they completely fell in love with the area to the point where they decided to just come back every year. Um, so fast forward a few years, it's like 1907, Stanley's back to his normal self, but he's a man of class, a man of class and that old money. And after a few years, he's like, I deserve more than this little shit box that I've been in. He doesn't really love like the rustic accommodations in his summer home anymore. So he's like, you know what this place needs? What do you think? What do you think he said? We need a five-star hotel. Well, Okay. Yes, and uh, 15 more places selling $40 fudge. So he like wants to turn Estes Park into a resort town. Um, so it's in that same year. Hotel Stanley construction begins. Uh, it's only 48 rooms, so like pretty significantly smaller than what it currently is. Um, but the audience was like moderately wealthy urbanites that were in Stanley's social circle. Can you imagine like... I just imagine they all probably are like the kind of like fart sniffers that like smell their own farts and they're like, yes. Mm, yes, I <laughs> ate uh, creme brulee and steak earlier and it's <laughs> coming in nicely. Um, so aside from the people in his social circle, the other people who visited the hotel were you guessed it, people who also had tuberculosis who ah. needed that healthful climate. 
Um, so in 1909, they complete the main hall and the, um, sorry, they complete the main hotel and the concert hall, and then they completed the manor in 1910. And so it cost around $500,000 to build back then. Um, my inflation calculator doesn't go all the way back to 1909 to 1910. It goes to like 1912, doesn't it? Yes, it it does. Yeah. I've used that thing a bunch of times in my classes. Yeah. Yeah. It's very helpful. Um, so like 1912-ish to today, uh, would be around 15 million. That's still not too bad for a hotel. Think of the investment. Well, they probably didn't use like unions back then, I'm guessing, and, uh, a lot of OSHA violations, I'm guessing. And OSHA. <laughs> um, so for Stanley, being a hotel owner was like really more of a hobby for him. Um, he actually once made a comment that he like spent more money than he made. So it was just kind of something he enjoyed doing. Um, <laughs> and the hotel being here and like Stanley's involvement greatly contributed to the growth of Estes Park, actually, and the creation of what would become the Rocky Mountain National Park. Which is like one of my favorite places ever. Oh it's yeah, beautiful. it was it was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, if you guys ever go, Trail Ridge Road, drive it, get a change of pants, pull off, <laughs> pull off the side of the road on on the good side of the road. Yeah, look at the animals. Yeah, it's a great time. Wear your long underwear. Yeah, yeah, it's it's chilly up there. So here's where things kind of start taking a little bit of a turn. So it's a short time after opening. The hotel suffers this huge explosion from um, the gaslighting system in June of 1911. Um, This little bit of the story I'm about to read is from eptrail.com. You can read the full thing. Um, It'll be in the show notes if you're interested. So room 217 was the presidential suite. Um, 217 was like an L-shaped room. It took up the space that now houses two rooms, 217 and 215. And on the evening of June 25th of that year, um, a thunderstorm cut the power and all of the hotel guests were taken down to the lobby while staff was charged with lighting um, the backup uh, gas lamps. And so there was an unknown gas leak when a chambermaid, Elizabeth Wilson, entered 217 with a lit candle. Oh, and she gets blowed up. She does get blowed up. Uh, quote, the gas didn't have an odor in that time period, uh, so she couldn't smell anything. That's a fun fact for anyone that didn't know. Gas is actually odorless, and they add their rotten egg smell so you could smell it. Um, as soon as she entered the room, there was an instant explosion. The massive blast destroyed about 10% of the nearly 70,000 square foot hotel, which was its entire West Wing at the time. Um, It was a compression explosion, so it actually put out its own fire. Otherwise, it would have burned down the hotel because it is mostly wood, uh, a timber frame structure. And the force of the explosion sent Wilson crashing into the McGregor dining room located directly below uh, room 217. She suffered two broken ankles but recovered from her injuries. Stanley paid all of her medical bills, and after she recuperated, uh, Wilson was made uh, head chambermaid and worked at the hotel until her death in the 1950s. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, please don't sue me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, back then I feel like, again, I don't feel like there were a lot of workers, right? So, well, she is a woman. <laughs> yeah. Um, and after her death in the 1950s, ooh, she purportedly began to haunt the room. Oh, this is where I got <laughs> blown up. 
And no gas <laughs> lights here. Sometimes by folding guests' clothing and putting them away, which like is so nice. I and hope polite. she doesn't haunt our house. Um, if an unmarried couple, we would only be so lucky. If an unmarried couple is occupying the room, <gasps> the very proper Mrs. Wilson's ghost may climb into bed with them and try to force them apart. Room for me. <laughs> I, I do remember that part from the tour. Do you remember that part from the tour? I remember a lot of the tour. I remember the little orbs. Yeah, the little orbs everywhere. Um, that's not all. So we'll hear some other spooky stories from around the hotel. And uh, the next few are from nightlyspirits.com. Uh, the stunning scare, the stunning staircase between floors and um, the hotel's lobby have been dubbed, quote, the vortex. Uh, it's a tornado of spiritual energy, sort of a paranormal portal for all the ghosts that visit the hotel. Um, guests report cold spots. They feel dizzy on the stairs as though something had just like walked right through them. Um, speaking of orbs, you can see orbs and distortions uh, caught on camera at this little staircase. And Mr. and Mrs. Stanley have uh, even been seen hand in hand watching over the hustle and bustle from the grand staircase. Oh, that's so romantic. Yeah, it kind that's of not feels, like bad it haunted. Feel, yeah, it doesn't feel like a creepy haunt. It's yeah. just like, a, oh, there's Mr. Stanley again. It's kind of cute. Unless he's like a, I don't know, a micromanager. <laughs> You're doing that wrong. <laughs> uh, the concert hall was built by F.O. Stanley as a gift for his wife, Flora. So the stage features a trapdoor used for theatrical entrances and exits. Uh, the lower level once housed a two-lane bowling alley, and the hall went underwent extensive repair and renovation in uh, the 2000s, but it's a favorite spot for Flora Stanley's. She's even been known to play the piano well into the night, which is kind of creepy. I feel like anytime I watch any of those like ghost hunter-type shows, anything that's like <laughs> a piano in the distance or like mu- anything musical, I'm like, Fuck that. I'm out so fast. Whenever Goodbye. it's a show like that, it's always like a, like a producer just hitting a note. Like, Did you hear that? Did you <laughs> He's see like that? hiding behind the piano. Here's the replay. I will say Ghost Hunters was like my favorite ghost hunting show. I think there's um like everyone from Ghost Hunters went off and did their own thing. So I think they brought the original back. But then um, one of the hosts like went off and got his own show. And then uh, like one of like the side hosts went off and got her own show, which I think is called Kindred Spirits, mm-hmm. which apparently is very good. I've watched a few episodes. I think I like the medium in that show. Yeah. Is that one dude? No, I think glasses. I think you're um, maybe. I think that guy's name is Chip. Does Chip sound familiar? Chip Coffee? Was it like a dog? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I give my dog two names. His name's Chip Coffee. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna look that up afterwards. But I, I love shit like that. I'm so into it. One of my um, childhood best friends growing up, and I always used to watch this shit. Um, we were big fans. Another spirit found of the concert hall is Paul. So, among other duties, Paul used to enforce the 11 p.m. curfew in the hotel's early days. So, guests and employees report hearing someone telling them to get out late at night. A construction worker was doing some work on the floors in the concert hall when he felt someone nudge him several times until he left. And Paul is a big fan of the tour groups, often flickering their flashlights upon request. Didn't do that, that for us, Paul. That didn't happen for us. No. 
Although maybe it's because we did like the early tour. I don't know. I don't know if they do multiple tours throughout the pay day. Extra for the spooky stuff. Yeah, <laughs> he's in on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, guest staying on the fourth floor, uh, which I do remember the fourth floor was really fucking creepy in the hotel. So guest staying on the fourth floor, report hearing children running around, laughing, giggling, and playing. The closet doors tend to open and shut on their own. More than a century ago, the entire fourth floor was a cavernous attic, and later it became lodging for female employees and children and nannies. Um, Could it be that the Grady twins are more than fabrications of King's macabre imagination? Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Sure. Uh, Room 401 is, according to some, the creepiest room in the hotel, and it's thought to be haunted by an unfriendly male ghost by some accounts. Uh, Women have claimed that they were inappropriately touched by an unknown presence while standing in the room's closet. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I know we didn't get to go into all the rooms, like room 217, I don't think we went into. No. But I seem to recall being in room 401. I do also remember. I think I'll have to... I'll look at my photos from the tour after we do this and do a little reminiscing. But, um, yeah, some of them, I mean, like, you can rent out these rooms. and I think you can maybe ask for them specifically. But if I remember, there's a very long wait list for the ones that are spoopy. Too spoopy for me. Uh, Down the hall in room 407, multiple guests have reported the odd experience of being tucked into bed by some invisible force, and others have felt someone sit on the foot of the bed only to find nothing but an indentation on the covers when they switched on the light, which is very creepy, but also kind of wholesome that they're like, nighty night. Yeah, but... You wouldn't like that? No, the farthest I'll go with, like, being okay with, like, being, like, touched while I'm in bed is, like, if the cat's like jump on the bed or even then they scare me yeah it's next up is room 428 um so 428 has reports of the sounds of footsteps and furniture moving about but the real haunt is a friendly cowboy who appears at the corner of the bed and obviously many friendly cowboys have spent a night or two in the stanley hotel over the years but there's no indication of one dying in the building which is confusing um, those that know their SS Park history believe this to be the spirit of Rocky Mountain, um, Jim Nugent, if that sounds familiar. Um, the lap. No, it doesn't. But- <laughs> Maybe it will to somebody else who's not us. Um, this is especially because he mostly appears to the ladies, sometimes giving them a ghostly kiss. Ew. What is it with all these fucking creepy ass ghosts that are like, might as well cop a feel. <laughs> What are you going to do? Yeah, like, ugh, leave me alone. Um, before indoor refrigeration, the Stanley Hotel had an outbuilding to house large blocks of ice. And the ice house has been remodeled into a museum containing some of the original Stanley steamer cars. Um, it also has two spirits that have been seen inside. Billy is a shy kid that shows up as a blurry figure in photographs. Oh, Billy. Yeah. Um, existing long before uh, Stephen King's other novel you might have heard of pet cemetery <laughs> there was an actual pet cemetery outside of the stanley hotel um there are two beloved pets uh who were buried there uh that like to apparently make appearances around the hotel so one of them is cassie uh the golden retriever and Kamanch, uh, a fluffy white cat uh, and they've both been seen and heard all around the property Oh, that's kind of nice. Yeah, kind of sweet. That's kind of nice. A little ghost doggo. I wouldn't mind one of those. 
ghost stars. Jumping on the bed, but it's okay. <laughs> so it's okay if it's a ghost dog, but if it, but if it's the friendly cowboy, you're like, Mm-mm. no, because pets are are nice, and cowboys are gray. They're they're good and bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they really could go either way. And last up is uh, the caves beneath the hotel. So oh, we did that. We did do that. So if you take the tour um, at the hotel, you'll get an in-depth look at the underground cave system that's beneath the hotel. So the caves have a high concentration of limestone and quartz, which some believe help capture like paranormal activity um, and energy. I do recall from the tour, they said some of the best uh, paranormal photos that they've gotten have come from the... Uh, caves, which also the skeptic part of my brain is like, that's there's probably a fuckload of dust <laughs> down yeah, there. <laughs> we, we took lots of photos and nothing jumped out. Yeah, when we went. Yeah, um, the caves have been used by employees to get around the hotel, and it would seem that at least one of them is still down there. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, current employees say that the smells of home baked goods linger in the tunnel with no apparent source and they attribute this to the pastry chef who worked for the Stanleys when the hotel was first opened. Um, there's also a gray cat seen stalking around with like bright green glowing eyes. Um, mm, okay. Yeah, maybe not as cute as like the first couple of pets we talked about. Um, he's not known to be from the pet cemetery, so maybe he came from wherever those mysterious some, tunnels once led. Just some street cat up to no good. Yeah, just making trouble in the neighborhood. Well, that's um like the biggest haunts of Stanley Hotel. I would love to hear from anyone who stayed at the hotel. We didn't stay there. We just did the tour it's and true, had a yeah. drink. Yeah, we had a nice whiskey. Yeah. I, I, whiskey. I did not have a whiskey. Have, you don't drink whiskey. <laughs> um, what I found to be kind of funny, so obviously people know about, you know, Kubrick's The Shining with like Jack Nicholson, but mm-hmm. apparently Stephen King didn't like that movie. And oh, the adaptation of it? Interesting. He didn't like it. And there was a second version of The Shining made. And I thought it was kind of like a like a made-for-TV movie, kind of like very campy. And I don't know. I just remember it being kind of like, oh. But I think Stephen King is in the movie. Oh, in the, I, the like campy in the one? campy one. And he's I think he's the bartender in it. Interesting. I don't seem... I, I watched it you know eons ago but i just remember he didn't like the kubrick one but he liked the weird little cheapy remake yeah interesting i'll have to look that up i don't think i've heard that before yeah and i do know that there is a sequel movie starring ewan mcgregor uh it's called <laughs> dr sleep and is it's it really? supposed to be a uh, red rum kid grown up oh yeah yeah, because he had The Shining. He had that, yeah, yeah, he had yeah. that thing. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen that. I'll have to give that a look. I do love The Shining. It's one of my favorite classics. Oh, it's a great movie. Yeah, Absolutely great movie. great movie. Well, uh, yeah, that's it for the Stanley Hotel. would love to hear any stories anyone has from staying there. And, uh, yeah, if you've got any other spooks that you want us to, to read about or think about for spooky season... Let us know. It's spooky season until Thanksgiving, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We're actually going to, um, because we accidentally skipped a week, we're going to extend it maybe a week past. Oh, we have to at, at the bare minimum. But I, I will say I would like to watch something spooky tonight. Okay. 
yeah we'll we'll try to make that happen we're gonna make it happen yeah thanks so much and uh also our hundredth episode is coming up oh my gosh oh my gosh what are we doing with our lives i don't know but uh yeah all right thanks so much for joining us this week uh we promise we'll be around for next week i like super promise maybe maybe positively (laughs) uh, see you next time yeah oh uh by the way on the 100th episode we have a guest coming in who's the guest yeah get this it's joe rogan (laughs) shut the fuck up joe Joe rogan Rogan. i would not let joe rogan into my house i i would i'd let him in i'd give him a little tickle i'd give him a little tickle no come here come here joe absolutely absolutely not little little stout round guy oh my god absolutely not all right well thanks so much see you next time bye joe bye (laughs) bye